Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Ein Gimel, Daf seventy three of Masechta Yoma. Daf Ein Gimel. The first part of the Daf talks about the Kohen Meshuach Milchama. This is uh, the Kohen who is um, kind of riles up the people and is very uh, involved right before the Yidden have to go to war. And um, after that, we discuss a little bit about the Urim Betumim, which is very interesting. Kind of the way that the uh, Kohen Gadol can consult with, you know, like ask Hashem things and he would kind of, God would like give the answer by way of the Choshen. We're going to discuss that. Also, um, then we get on to a new parak, the final, the eighth and final parak of Mesech Yoma, which is pretty cool. And Lemaise, we get into some of the halachis of Yom Kippur. Of course, Yom Kippur is famous for the five things that we don't do. No eating, no drinking. Things like right, uh, washing our hands, bathing. So, so we we get into those halachas now, beginning in the eighth parak. So, let us begin on daf ayin beis amud beis about four lines from the bottom. Beelu neshalim beurim vitumim. So the Mishnah had said that whenever the kohen gadol um, needs to ask, uh, you know, use the urim vitumim, which were in the choshen, uh, in order to ask God for something. So he would wear the eight garments of the, he would be, you know, the Kohen Gadol would be wearing the Shmon Begadim of the Kohen Gadol when he asks. And we'll see also that the Kohen Meshuach Muhammad, this Kohen, this Kohen whose role it was to sort of, you know, I don't know about, he's not necessarily a general, but he would kind of like, you know, he would be the one to make the announcements. Anybody who is scared of their sins, go home. Like, he's kind of running the whole pre-war stuff. So part of what he would do also is he, the Kohen Meshach Muhammad would actually ask the Urim Betumim if they were going to be um, victorious. So he would also wear the Shemona Begadim when he does that. Be'elu Nishalan Bu'urim Betumim Ki Asr Dimi Omar. When Rivdimi came, of course, from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, he said the following, Begadim Shekoyin Gadim Shamish Boyin Mashuach Muhammad Shamish Boyin so, it says Rav Dimi, in the name of Rav Yochanan, no, not in the name of Rav Yochanan, Rav Dimi said, when he came there to Bavel, he said that the Shmona Begadim, Shekohen Gadol Meshamesh the eight garments that the Kohen Gadol wears, Meshuach Muhammad Meshamesh in the event that the Kohen Meshuach Muhammad would serve in the Beis Amikdash, he would wear the Shmona Begadim. He would wear also the eight garments of the Kohen Gadol. Shneemar, as the Pazuk says, Uvigdi HaKodesh Asher Leharin, that the um, holy garments that were to Aharon, Yiyu, Levan, Acharov, will be to his children after him, and we make a drasha. It, it didn't need to say the words Acharov, it could have just said Yiyu, Levan, it could be to his children. So, Lemisha, Babigdula, Acharov. So, the drasha is that somebody who comes in greatness after him, i.e., who is somebody else that has Gedula, what's another Kohen that, that has, you know, a special position, that is the Kohen Meshuach Mulchama. So, the Kohen Meshuach Mulchama would also wear the Eight garments in the event that he would serve in the temple. Most of Ravada Bar Ahava, Ravada Bar Ahava, however, asks the following question. So basically, we had just said that if the coin Meshuach Melchama would serve in the temple, so he would wear the eight garments. Frekt Ravada Bar Ahava, Vaamila Kedis, some say it was, I don't know, anonymous, I guess. Yachol Yeh Benosh Meshuach Melchama, Meshamish Tachtov, Kedarech Beno Shell. So we have a Brysa that says, the Brysa wants to know. The Brysa wants to know. We have a halacha when it comes to the Kohen Gadol. That who gets first dibs to be the next Kohen Gadol, right? When it's time for the Kohen Gadol to, um, 
I don't know when when it had when it, the Kuna Gadol it needs to be passed on to the next Kohen Gadol. So who gets first? You know how do we decide who's next? So we say Lemaisa that if one of his children is worthy of it, so it goes to that child first. So the Shaila is, does this also apply to the Kohen Meshuach Mulchama? Right? If you have a, a Kohen whose role it was to be this Kohen Meshuach Mulchama, so when it's time for the new one, it does his son get first dibs on that? So Tamud Omar, so the Brisa answers that the Pasuk says, Shivas Yom Yubisham Hakoin Tahtov Mibanov. So it says that for seven days the the Kohen uh who's coming from his children will wear the eight garments. So we right from which we learn out Tahtov Mibanov that if one of his children, if one of the children of the Kohen Gadol is worthy of it, so his child has first dibs on the Kohen Gadol. Now it says, Asher who will go into the Olamoid. That is the conclusion of the Pasuk. And therefore we want to say that from the fact that we, the juxtaposition of Tachtov Mibanov, from which we learn out that if the Kohen Gadol's child is worthy of being the Kohen Gadol, so then he gets it. It says immediately after that, Asher that he will go into the Olamoid, i.e. he will go to the Kodesh Kodashim on Yom Kippur. Misha Roy Olamoid, period. Somebody who is fit to go into the Olamoid, i.e. the Kohen Gadol, to the exclusion of the Kohen Mishuach Muhammad. Meaning, this halacha, that if uh, this the child is worthy of it, so he gets first dibs, that is specific to the Kohen Gadol, who goes into the Lefnaiv Lefnim, to the exclusion of the Mishuach Muhammad, who does not go Lefnaiv Lefnim. But Frakti Gemara, now this is Rav Adabrahava's kasha on Rav Dimi, Vim Isa, if it's true that even the Kohen Mishuach Muhammad wears the eight garments of the Kohen Gadol, well then, Mechzachazi, he is fit to be go, to be able to go Lifnai Vilifnim on Yom Kippur. So, the Kasha is that from the fact that the Brisa learns out that the child of the Mishuach Muhammad does not get first dibs on the roll, because the Brisa is excluding the um, because the Bryce excludes him since he can't go lefnayv lefnim on Yom Kippur, right? The Bryce says only someone who goes lefnayv lefnim on Yom Kippur, his son gets first dibs, i.e. the Kohen Gadol, to the exclusion of the Mishuach Muhammad, that the Mishuach Muhammad does not go lefnayv lefnim on Yom Kippur or cannot go lefnayv lefnim on Yom Kippur. However, asks Rav Adabar Ahava, that if Rav Dimi is correct, that the Mishuach Muhammad wears the, if he serves in the base of he would wear the eight garments. Well, then why can't he go into the Kodesh Hakodashim on Yom Kippur and do the Avoda in the Kodesh Hakodashim on Yom Kippur if he's able to wear the Shmon and And from the fact that we're saying that the Mishuach Muhammad is not in a position to be able to do the Avoda in the base Hamitash in the Kodesh Hakodashim on Yom Kippur, it must mean that he does not where the Shmona Begadim. That's the Kasha and Rav Dimi. Om Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Hachi Kamer. Says Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak that this is what the Brisa means. It's, the Brisa isn't saying that the Mushuach Muhammad is not allowed to do the Avoda on Yom Kippur in the Kodesh Kodashim. That's not what it's saying. Koin Kol she'ikur mishichasu la'olamoid yotzeze she'ikur mishichasu la'olamoid 
So, so the Gemara answers by saying that what the Brisa means is that the position who is sort of like almost like the definition, the main part of his position is that he goes lifnaiv lifnim on Yom Kippur, that's the person who transitions the position to his child. Not to say that a Koyim Shoch Muhammad is not allowed to and cannot do the Avodah lifnaiv lifnim on Yom Kippur. That's just, that's not the, 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 the defining aspect of the role. The defining, the defining aspect of the role is, you know, doing the, you know, all the stuff pre-war. That's what the Mishoch Muhammad is. Can he technically do the avod of the Shmon Yes. But it's not his main thing. And because it's not his main thing, he's not included in that drasha of, of, of passing on the um, position to his child. Meisve, we got a kasha. Mushoch Muchomo, Enu Mishamish, Loba Arba, Kikoyen Hejit, Veloba Shmona Kikoyen Gadol. That's the kasha. The kasha is that we have a brisa that says that a coin mishuach muhammad does not serve in the temple in the four garments of a regular coin. Nor does he serve in the temple in the eight garments of the coin gadol. So we see the brisa saying that the mishuach muhammad does not serve in the temple wearing the eight garments. So how could Ravdimi say that he um, does wear the eight garments. If we have a Bryce saying that he doesn't wear four garments, he doesn't wear eight garments. Amar Abaye. But then Abaye says, one second. But that can't make any sense though. This Bryce, uh, there, th- 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 we must be missing something because Elazar Mashvizle. So what is he basically? Azar. I mean, if he doesn't wear the four garments, he doesn't wear the eight garments, then what is he? Is he not even a Kohen anymore? Clearly something's up here. So he doesn't wear the four garments of the of a coin hedget because he's he's on a higher level. That we go up in kedusha, we don't go down. And therefore, once already he has a special position of the coin Mishuach Muhammad, he's not just going to wear the regular four garments of a coin hedget. But at the same time, the reason why he doesn't wear the eight garments of the coin gadol is not because he, you know, it's. How about this? Let's, let's stay away from the negative. Let's go for the positive. The reason why he does not wear the eight garments of the Kohen Gadol is because of Ava. Because we don't want to create like competition or really animosity between the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Mishach Muhammad. Meaning that Me'ikar Adin, really the Mishach Muhammad, does wear the eight garments of the coin gadol, like Rav Dimi is saying, the only reason why he doesn't is because of this, you know, concern of Eza, of Eva, of animosity. We don't want to create any kind of, you know, uh, negative feelings between the coin gadol and the Mishach Muhammad, you know, competition for the position. So therefore we say, look, you know, the Mishach Muhammad, you know, uh, um, um, you know, essentially, what's the word I'm looking for? Lemaise? Is that the word I'm looking for? Ugh. All these yeshivish words, it gets confusing when you use which one, you know? So, 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 uh, where were we again? We were like talking about something important here. So, really, exactly. So we're saying that at the end of the day, in practice, so the, so the, the, the Mishuach Muhammad doesn't wear four garments, doesn't wear eight garments, doesn't wear four garments because he's not a Korean hedge, and he doesn't wear eight garments because we don't want to create animosity. That's all it's saying. But, Me'ikra Adin, 
can the Kohen or even, you know, really, Midoraisa does the Kohen Shoch Muhammad wear the eight garments of the Kohen Gadol? The answer is yes. But, you know, in reality, he doesn't add because of Ava. So, so really, Rav Dimi is correct. So basically, we had just said a second ago, supporting Rav Dimi, that really Maker Adin, the Kohen Shuach Muhammad does wear the eight garments if he were to serve in the temple. But because of a technicality, because of Eva, he doesn't wear the eight garments. Now, Frech Rav Adabar Abba, Rava, Vehaitana Delaysle Eva, Veloka Mishamish. But I'm going to bring you right now a brisa where we have an opinion who is not concerned about Ava. So this technicality about animosity is not a thing. And yet, the Kohen Meshuach Muhammad does not wear the Shemona Begadim. Based on what we just said a minute ago, if not for the concern of Ava, he would wear the Shemona Begadim if he serves in the temple. Yet we have a brisa which is not concerned about Ava, Ava and still the brisa is saying that the Kohen Meshuach Muhammad does not wear Shemona Begadim. Titania, as we learn in a brisa, dvarim shebein kohen gadol lekohen hedget. So there are differences between a regular uh, between a kohen gadol and a regular kohen. Okay. Skip the next two words. Parabah kolam mitzvus. The um, first nafkamina is that a kohen. Gadol, if he makes a mistake, and he does, if, if he does a, uh, a vera for which um, normally you'd be chayv karis, meaning for if you did it on purpose, you'd be chayv karis. So generally, a regular person were to bring, he would bring a um, korban chatas. However, uh, like a regular goat or whatever. So, but a kohen gadol brings a cow, right? So par kol for any mitzvah that he'd be chayv karis for, if he did it by accident, he would bring a cow. Also the parachatas and Yom Kippur, Vasir Seifa, the Minchas Chavitin every day, If he's in oval, he does not grow out his hair like most of them do. He does not rend his garments. He can uh, rend his garments at the bottom, like by his hems of his clothing. Whereas a regular coin hedget would, would rend his garments on if somebody passed away, uh, just like regularly, his shirt or whatever. The Kohen Gadol does not become Tomei to his um, immediate relatives, but a Kohen Hedjit can. The Kohen Gadol Dafka needs to marry a virgin, a Basula. He's not allowed to marry a widow. And when the Kohen Gadol dies, so then uh, the Ir Miklat empties out. All of the um, people who had killed other people by accident while the Kohen Gadol was alive, they can leave their ear miklat when the Kohen Gadol dies. Umakriv Onen. Wow. What do you think the Nafkamina was in the second Beis HaMikdash when there was like a new Kohen Gadol every year? So basically the ear miklat would like empty out every year, I guess. Umakriv Onen. As we've learned in the past, a Kohen Gadol, if he's an Onen, right? Somebody passes away, not yet buried. So the coin gadol can nonetheless do avodah in the besamitash veinu ocha, but he doesn't eat the korbanos. He can offer them, but not eat them. Veinu cholek, and he doesn't take any. You know, while he's an onate, he doesn't, um, you know, uh, take parts of the uh, animals for him to eat, even you know, even to eat at night. 
after he's no longer an Onen, nonetheless, he does not do that. Now the Kohen Gadol, in general, he could choose whichever parts of the Korbanos he wants. And he can choose whichever parts of the animal he wants to offer. And he wears the eight garments, which is of course going to be important. If he, um, he's potter, I guess if he goes into the Besamikdash when he's tummy. He has to do the avodas of Yom Kippur. And all of this applies to the Merubah Begadim. Now there are two ways to become a Kohen Gadol. One is the Shem but as we learned about, I think it was in Mesech Toshkolim. Um, maybe we even learned about it here in Mesech Yoma. But I think the, the real, I think the discussion that we had, the real discussion that we had was in Mesech Toshkolim, was that after Yoshio hid away the Shem Mishcha, so then the um, priests, the Kohen Gadol, would become the Kohen Gadol, not by the Shem and Mishra, because it was hidden away, but by putting on the Shemona Begadim. So, uh, so all of these halachas of the Kohen Gadol apply both to a Kohen Gadol HaMushuach B'Shem and Mishra, as well as a Kohen Gadol HaMuruva Begadim. Chutz, in Parabah, Al-Kol HaMitzvis, the only um, Nafkamina being the Parabah Kol HaMitzvah, that the Merubah Begadim would not bring the um, um, uh, cow, you know, if he does a, if he does a, 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 an Avera that would normally have a Chiyav Kars, he would not bring that cow. He would just, I guess, bring a regular sheep or goat. V'chulun Nohagos B'mshuach Sha'avar and all of the Halachis of the Kohen Gadol apply to Mushuach Sha'avar, which we learned about much earlier in Masech Yoma, that if there would be any Psul in the Kohen Gadol uh, for Yom Kippur, so then there would be the person that would take his place to do the Aboda, and then afterwards the Kohen Gadol, when he was fit again, would go back to his position, and then you have the fellow who did the Aboda on Yom Kippur is now Mushuach Sha'avar. So all the halachas of Kohen Gadol apply not just to the Kohen Gadol, but also to the Mushuach Sha'avar, Chutzmi Payom Kippurim, except for the fact that the Mushuach, that the, um, Mushuach Sha'avar would not do the Paranum Kippur, because there would only be one, and that would be done by the Kohen Gadol. Vasir Sa'efa, also, he does not bring the daily Minchas Chavitin, that, you know, the Kohen Gadol does that, not the Mushuach Sha'avar. V'chulen, e'nu hagus Mushuach Milchama, chutz mi'chamish devarim. Now, all the things that we said by a Kohen Gadol, they do not apply to the Mushuach um, Milchama. Only five things apply to the Mushuach Milchama. In the event that somebody passes away, he does not grow out his hair, he does not rend his garments. For the in the Krovov, he does not become Tomei to his immediate relatives. He needs to marry a Besula and he is not allowed to marry an Amana. Now, according to Yehuda, also uh, when the Meshuach Milchama dies, so then. All of the um, accidental murderers in the ear in the ear ha mikla in the ear in the ear they get to go home. The chacham om eno machzer. Whereas the chacham say that um, when the mishach Muhammad dies, the people in the ear mikla do not go home. Now, here's the kasha. The kasha is that we see in this brisa that the kohen has no problem with the mishach uh, shavar wearing. I don't know what I just said, but the, in the brisa there's. The, well, I guess the Kohen Gadol, in the Brisa, there's no issue of Eva. There's no issue of whether it's jealousy or animosity between the Kohen Gadol and the Meshuach Sha'avar with regard to the Shemona Begadim. 
Right, right. We said that everything applies to the Mishuach Shavu. We said there was two differences: the 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 Seifa, the the Par 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 Yom Kippurim. Other than that, the Mishuach Shavar and the Kohen Gadol are the same thing. And we don't say, well, what about the animosity between the Kohen Gadol and the Mishuach Shavar? That's not a thing. So therefore, from the fact that there's no issue of animosity between the Mishuach Shavar and the Kohen Gadol, so we see that. Animosity is not a, th- is not a concern in this price. And yet, we say that when it comes to the Meshach Muhammad, there are only five similarities, none of them being the Shmona Begadim. I.e., we see that even though the author of this price is not concerned about Eva, nonetheless, he still says that a Meshach Muhammad does not wear eight garments, and therefore, Abaye's suggestion that, technically speaking, Ravdimi is correct, that a Mishuach Muhammad does wear the eight garments, just that because of Eva, he doesn't wear the eight garments, yet we now have a b'risa which says that even when you're not concerned about Eva, you still wouldn't wear the eight garments. Chavir, you hear the kasha. And for the Gemara, Eva And for the Gemara, that the reason why there's no animosity between the Kohen Gadol and the Mishuach Sha'avar is because they're on the same level. Ki'ilu. The Mishuach Sha'avar, Mamish became the Kohen Gadol for a day. On Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Gadol was um, no longer, it was not fit to do the service, so the Mishuach Sha'avar stepped up and became a, a Kohen Gadol. So therefore there's no animosity between the Kohen Gadol and another person who's also Kohen Gadol. But the, 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 the Mishuach Sha'avar is not quite on the level of the Kohen Gadol. And therefore, when you have somebody who's not quite on the level of the Kohen Gadol, wearing the clothing of the Kohen Gadol, it could create animosity. And because we want to avoid that, we say that out of concern of animosity, do not wear the eight garments. And therefore, in the Brisa, when we say that um, the Kohen Gadol and the Mishuach Sha'avar both can wear Shemona Begadim and there's no, concern, there's no concern of animosity, that's between the Kohen Gadol and the Mishuach Sha'avar. However, the reason why the Meshuach Milchama does not wear the Shemona Begadim is because of Eva, because we're concerned about animosity. Yosef Rabbabau was saying this teaching of Ravdimi in front of Rabbi Yochanan that the Meshuach Milchama wears the Shemona Begadim, at least Meikra Adin. And Rabbabau said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Adrinu Rabbami Rabbasila Apayu. And Rab Ami and Rab Asi turned away to indicate that there's no way that, Rab, that, that they could not accept that Rabbi Yochanan said that. There was just no way that, that he said that. Ikid Ami, that those who say, Abba, Omra, Vajunu, Rab Ami, Rab Asi, Lapayu. Those who say that it was talking not Rab Abbau, but that it was Rab Bar Abba who said it, and Rab Ami and Rab Asi turned away their heads to indicate that they did not accept the fact that Rabbi Yochanan could have possibly said this. Says Rapapa, I understand why Rabamin Rabasi would not want to be blunt with Rababo and say there's no and, and, and say clearly that there's no way that Rabbi Yochanan said that because they have respect, you know, for Rababo, meaning that Rabo was a very respect, respected person in society. He had a he had a very uh, um a very good relationship with the Caesar, right? As Rashi points out, there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin that, right, that, 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 that depicts that when Rabbi Bo would show up at the, um, at the Caesar's house, all of the, 
matrons of the Caesar would come out to greet him. He was, he was a well-connected person. So therefore, out of respect and honor for Rabbi Bo, they didn't want to say there's no way that Rabbi Yochanan said that. Rather, they just kind of turned the other way. What, but if it's Rabbi Abba who said it, why don't they just tell him straight up? That there's no way that Rabbi Yochanan actually said this. Okay, that, so that's where Papa's kasha. So Papa's kasha. Also, we learned in Masech the Brachos that Rabbi Abba would taka review all of his learning in front of Rabbi Yochanan every 30 days. So maybe that's also a proof that Mistama, if Rabbi Abba was saying the name of Rabbi Yochanan, it's probably true. So therefore, this, maybe the this story taka does make sense with Rabbi Abba. That, I mean, Rabbi Abba was obviously Rabbi Abba. <laughs> no slouch, but, uh, um, uh, but that and, and, and the fact that, um, um, you know, out of the honor of Rabbi Abba, that, that, that could explain why the Davka turned away. Ki also Ravin, now when Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, Omar, he said, Nishal Itmar. That it doesn't say, Mishamesh, it says Nishal, meaning if we read it back into what Rav Dimi said, right? This is what Rav Dimi said. Begadim Shkoyen Gadol Mishamesh Boyen, that the Shmona Begadim that the Kohen Gadol wears, Mishamesh Boyen Mishuach Muhammad, so Mishuach Muhammad would also wear them if he was doing service in the temple. Says Ravin, no, it's not Mishamesh Boyen, it says Nishal Boyen, meaning when the Kohen Mishuach Muhammad was asked, Hey, should we go to war? Will we be successful? He would wear the Shemona Begadim when he was asked. Not, not if he was going to serve in the temple. If he was going to serve in the temple, he wouldn't wear the Shemona Begadim. However, um, um, when he's being asked, should we go to war? He puts on the Shemona Begadim when he answers that. Tanin Amiyachim, we talk a little in a price like this. Begadim, Shekoyen Gadim, Shamish Boyen, that the garments that the Kohen Gadol, the Shemona Begadim that the Kohen Gadol wears, Moshuach Muhammad Nishal Boyen, the 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 the, the Muhammad, when he's being asked should you know if 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 the Yidin should go to war he wears those same shmona begadim when being queried. the rabbis taught kids at Shoalin. How would you ask? I guess either the kohen gadol or the kohen mishuach muhammad. Meaning, some, when you're asking the urim v'tumim in front of somebody who's wearing the shmona begadim to find out from God if you should do something. So how does this work? So, a shoel pun of klape nishal. So, the person asking the question is facing the coin gadol who's being asked the question. The initial pun of klape shechina, and the coin gadol is looking and facing the um, urim v'tumim. Ha shoel omer. Now, the 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 um, the the besitcher, the quest, the the querier, the person with the question would ask. Erdof achri agdud hazeh. Quoting from a pasuk from, I believe, David Amelech. So he says, should I chase after this legion? Vanishal Omer. And then the uh, response is, Ko Hashem Ali So says God, go and you will be successful. Meaning, in that, that, that's how it was in that particular pasuk, but meaning the, 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 um, requester asks, hey, you know, is this going to work? And the, um, um, uh, Kohen Gadol, the Mishra Muhammad answers, Hashem, so says God, yes, it will work. Obviously, Mistama only if it was going to work. Rabbi Yudah Omer says, Rabbi Yudah ain't sarach lomar koamar Hashem, ela ali v'hatzlach. Right? You, know, you don't have to say, so says God. You can even just say, you know, go up and, and you will succeed. Ain't sho'alim b'kol. When you ask the urim v'tumim, you don't say it out loud. Shenema v'sho'al lo. He asks himself. Ke'ilu. The, the person asking the question doesn't need to say it out loud. He could just say it so that he is, say, you know, just saying the words, but not audibly. 
but at the same time, you don't just think it. You have to, you have to say it. They, they, you have to ask it before God. Rather, just like Chana in her prayer, that Chana was speaking to her heart. She was whispering. Um, right? It says, that her lips were moving, but you didn't hear anything. Now, you don't ask from the Urim Vitumim two things at the same time. You don't ask two questions without waiting for a response. And if you do ask for two things, you'll only get a response for one of them. And it's going to be for the first question that you ask. As the Pazuk says, I ask Giruni, that David Melech asks, will the people give me over to Shaul? And then he also asks, is Shaul going to go down? Is he going to come? Vayomer, and the response is, Vayomer Hashem says, God, Yered, yes, Shaul will come down. So we see that he asked twice, but only got one answer. But Frakti Gemara, but I thought we said they could get an answer for the first one. Meaning, David Melech asked two things. He said, are the people going to give me over to Shaul? And two, is Shaul going to come? And as we said, if you ask for two things at once, you're only going to get one answer. But we said that the answer was going to be for the first query. Yet, in this question, uh, over here, the second thing that he asked was, is Shaul going to go down? And the answer was, yes, yeah, Shaul will go down. I thought he would have gotten the answer for the first one. Elorishon David Shaul, Shalok there. Actually, David asked out of order. So therefore, Verzir Lok there, and the answer came in order. Meaning, he first should have asked about if Shaul was going to come, and then he should have asked about if the people were going to give him over. Um, so even though he asked out of order, God answered him in order, which is why he answered about, yes, Shaul was going to go down. And then, when David realized that he asked out of order, so then he went back and, and asked, you know, um, the question that he was supposed to come second. The very next passage that David HaMelech asks, are going to, the people of Keilah going to give me over to Shaul? And God says, yes, they will. Now, in the event that it was very urgent and Yumamish needed to get an answer to two queries very quickly, well then Machzirin Lo Shnaim, then you'll get an answer for both of your queries immediately. Shneemar, as the Puzzle says, David that David asked God saying, Ha'erdofachriagdur Azeh, A, should I go after this legion? And two, Ha'asigenu, will I capture them? Vayomelo Ridof, and God says, yes, go, and Kiasig Tasig Vatzil Tatzil, because you will get them and you will, you will, um, save. Says the Gemara that even though when a, a prophet prophecies, that could be reversed. As Rashi points out, Yonah ben Amita, Yonah, that we read, of course, on Yom Kippur Lemaise, right? It says, what was it? Something like that, right? That Nineveh is going to be destroyed, but then they did Shuva and they didn't get destroyed. So even if a Navi says that, it could be overturned. However, if the Urim Vitumim say that, that's final. Shinamar, as the puzzle says, Bimishpata Urim. The, 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 the judgment of the Urim, Kielu, it, judgments are final. Lamanikashman Urim Vitumim. Why are they called Urim, like light, Vitumim, and complete? Urim Shmirin is the variant, that they light up their words. I think that's probably connected to what we're going to say in a minute. Tumim Shmashlimin is the variant. And, um, Tumim is like, uh, I guess from Tom, from complete, that they are complete. Kielu, what they say is final. Say something or indicate something that is a final indication. 
And if you'll say, but wait, by the Pilegesh Begiva, which was a story where there was a whole fight between Binyamin and the rest of the, 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 the people, and it, 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 uh, they asked the Vatum, hey, should we go fight against Binyamin? And they did not succeed. So, heim lo bichanu, im lo netzach, im im Well, so the Gemara says, well, because they didn't ask if they were going to be, you know, uh, successful or not. They just said, should we go? And the Vatum said, yeah, you can go. But they didn't say, go and you will succeed. And then in the end, when they said, hey, will we actually succeed? So then um, the Urim said, yes. You know, on day three, they said, yes, you will succeed. That Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aharon stood before him, before the Urim on that day. Should I go out to war with the people of Binyamin, my brother? Will I succeed? Or im echtal, or I guess will I not succeed? Vayim Hashem alu kimachet nenu biadecha, and God says yes, go because you I, I will give them over to you tomorrow. Now this is super interesting, friends. Kate said nicest. How does the urim v'tumim exactly work? Like what, what you ask and you get an answer. How does it work? Rabbi Yochanan Omer boltos. So Rabbi Yochanan says, well, you had all of the shvatim on the uh, on the choshen. So the shvatim. Have letters, Ruven, Reish, Aleph, Vav, Beis, right? You know, you have all the letters written out of the Shvatim. So the letters corresponding to the word that needed to be spelled out. So, for example, you know, if you say, "Should I go up and fight this war?" and the Urim Vatumim says, "Alei, Ayin, Lamed Hey," so finds an Ayin, finds a Lamed, finds a Hey, Boltos, and they would somehow stick out, and then you would know, okay, that's what we're talking about. Rishlakish Omer Mitzdaifa. So Rishlakish says that actually somehow they would even not just stick out, but they would like somehow come together. They would spell out the word. But one second. If you look at Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yisachar, Zvulun, etc., there's no letter Tzadi. What if, what, you know, what, what if it had to say, um, Hatzel, right? What if it had to say Hatzel? So how are you gonna, how are you gonna spell that? So I'm of Shmuel by Yitzchak, Avram Yitzchak, Yaakov, Ksivsham. It says of Shmuel by Yitzchak that in addition to the 12 tribes, it also said Avram Yitzchak, Yaakov. So of course Yitzchak has a Tzadi. But still, you're not going to find the letter Tess. That in addition to saying Avom Yitzchak V'Yaakov in the 12 tribes, it also says Shivte Yishurin, and Shivte, of course, has a Tess. We have a Kasha. One second, we say that any Kohen who doesn't have Ruach HaKodesh and doesn't have the Shechina Shore on him, so you can't ask him from the Urim V'Tumim. Because when they asked Tzadik, it worked. It was, right, and, and they were able to ask the Urim Vitumim. Whereas when they asked the Vyasar, it didn't work out. Shinemar, as the Pasuk says, Vayal, Evyasar, Ad, Tom, Kolaam, Vigomer. That, um, Evyasar, um, what does the Pasuk say? Pasuk, hey, um, Vayatsiku es Aaron, Elokim, Vayal, Evyasar, Ad, Tom, Kolaam, Lavar, Minoir. Um, wait, did I not look up that Pasuk? Well, suffice it to say that they asked Evyasar and it didn't work. Oh, right, and then he had to leave being a coin. Well, it didn't work with Evyasar, so we see that you have to ask somebody who's got Ruach HaKodesh and the Shekhin Shore. So, what's the Kasha? The Kasha is, I thought we're saying that in order to ask somebody from the Urim Vitumim, he has to like have Ruach HaKodesh. But if he has Ruach HaKodesh, then why do you need the letters to like stick out and spell words? I thought he just has Ruach HaKodesh. Can he just know this stuff on his own? 
So, well, the Ruach HaKodesh would assist the um, letters to come out. You wouldn't get these letters coming out and spelling words and stuff like that if you don't have Ruach HaKodesh. You need Ruach HaKodesh. Once you have Ruach HaKodesh, then you can get all of these um, interesting answers with these letters. Now, not anybody can just come and say, Hey, Kohen Gadol, I got, can you ask God something for me? It has to be, you know, specific positions. How do we know this? The Pesach says, And it says at the end over there of that Pesach, that so what does that mean? Where am I? Who? So when the puzzle says who, he zemelech. That's a reference to the king. That's a reference to Mishach Muhammad. That's the Sanhedrin. Meaning, there are only specific elite uh, positions and people that are able to ask these things. The king can ask the, from the Urim Vitumim. The Mishach Muhammad, the Sanhedrin, but not just anybody. We just finished the seventh parak of Mesech Yoma, moving on to the eighth parak of Mesech Yoma. Yoma Kippurim also b'achilu v'shtir v'chitzu v'sichu v'nesah sandal v'tash m'shamita. You hear that, Chavra? Classic Yom Kippur. Let's read that again. Yoma Kippurim, Yom Kippur, also b'achilu v'shtir. Of course, right? What happens when you think, what's the first thing that comes to mind, Yom Kippur? Or at least definitely one of the first things. Fast day. We don't eat. We don't drink. We don't wash our hands. I mean, you know, bare minimum. Putting on oil. Wearing leather shoes, of course. Sexual intercourse. The king, right? A king who has to be presentable and a, uh, a bride, as Rashi says, for the first 30 days of her marriage, she's allowed to wash her face. And a woman who is pregnant or giving, maybe even like giving birth, a Yoleda, somebody giving birth, so then she can wear leather shoes uh, to stay warm or something. Rabbi Eliezer says, Rabbi Eliezer, and the Chacham say that the king, the bride, and the woman giving birth are not allowed to wear these things. It's a low plug situation. No, uh, no. No exceptions. So what's the amount that you have to eat on Yom Kippur? A large date. If you eat the size enough food that's the size of a large date, the size of it and its pit, so then uh, you're going to be chayv, uh, karis, for eating on Yom Kippur. And a fellow who drinks a cheekful is going to be chayv. If you eat a shtickle and drink a shtickle, they don't they don't join together. Oser, frakti gemara, anushkarisu. The gemara asks one second. Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. The mishnah said yom kippurim oser b'achilu b'shtei etc. Oser, oser, chayiv karis. Not just oser. I'm a bila v'temu rabiyumia. So it says Reb Ila, and some say Reb Yirmiya, it's talking about somebody who eats less than the amount. Somebody who eats less than the amount, so he's not Chayv Karis. But he is over on a lav. It's not allowed. Well, that makes sense if you say that eating less than amount is also Midaraisis. I get it. Okay, fine. So we're saying that eating is also if it's less than a, the, the Kosevis Agasa.
But what about the opinion that says that let you know um, eating less than an amount midoraisa is okay? Kilu. If you're not eating a kosevas agasa and you're kipper, so don't eat a kosevas agasa. If you eat a kosevas agasa and you're chayv karis, if you lessen it, you're not. So then, what does aser mean? The idmars we learn machlokas amurai chatzishir Rabbi Yochanan amur aser minator. Rish Lakish shamu mutu minator. The Rish Lakish says that that Rabbi Yochanan says that chatzishir is aser midoraisa. Rish Lakish says that it's mutu midoraisa. So anichel Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish Michael Meimar. So I understand Rabbi Yochanan's opinion. Meaning, I understand the Mishnah Quantra of Yochanan. So we're saying that Achille Bashtiya is Aser. Or at this point, I think the Gemara is still assuming that maybe he's talking about all five of them. But what do you mean? It's Chayib Karis. No, we're talking about less than a Shir, and therefore it's Aser Midoraisa, but not Chayib Karis. But according to, right? But according to, um, Rish Lakish, Michael Meimar. But what can you say about according to Rish Lakish? Because according to Rish Lakish, Chatsi Shir is Mutter. So then what's Aser about these things? If it's not allowed, then it's chayiv karis. If it's if it's a shear, it's chayiv karis. If it's less than a shear, then it's mutter. So what's so what's just simply also without being chayiv karis? So And with that, we'll finish for now. So, but Rabbi Yochanan admit Lakish admits that even though midoraisa less than a shear is permitted, but midirabanan it's aser. And therefore, when the Mishnah says that you're not that these things are simply aser, we're talking about less than a shear. And it's also Midrabanon, is what it's saying. Chever, we'll stop here for now. Um, that was the fine Gimel. The first part of the daf really dealt with the Shaila of a coin Meshuach Milchama, this coin in charge of sort of organizing the at least the first stages of war. So so if he's going to serve in the temple, does he wear the Shmona Begadim of the coin Gadol? According to Evdimi, the answer is yes. According to uh, right, the answer is yes, and then Abaye explained that the only reason why he doesn't, though, in practice, is because um, of Eva, that we don't want there to be sort of any any uh, competition there between the Kohen Gadol and the Meshach Muhammad. So he, in practice, he doesn't wear the Shemona Begadim, but technically he would. Ravin, however, says that no, the the, the Kohen Gadol does not wear the um, the um, the the Shemona Begadim. However, the the Kohen Meshach Muhammad does not wear the Shemona Begadim. But if he's being asked, should they go to war or not? So at that point, he would wear the Shemona Begadim. Now, we then discussed how exactly you ask the Urim Vitum, right? We said that, right, specifically the king or the Meshach um, Muhammad or the Sanhedrin, they can ask the Urim Vitumim and you would face the Kohen Gadol and sort of, uh, or whoever you're asking, right, or the Meshach Muhammad, and you would kind of Whisper what you were saying, and then uh, you would get your answer. The Urim Batum would kind of light up the different letters on the Choshen, and that is how you get your answer. We then moved on to the final parak of Masechta Yoma, and we're discussing the uh, practical implications for people like you and me of Yom Kippur, right? We don't, right? Achila Vishtia, right? We said we don't eat and drink, right? Berchitza, Sicha, Neila, Sasandal, Shamita, those are the things. That we do not do on Yom Kippur. Then we saw a machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish regarding Chatsi Shir. Rabbi Yochanan says the Chatsi Shir is also Midoraisa. Rish Lakish says that um, Chatsi Shir is Mutu Midoraisa, but we want to say that it's also Midorabanan. Cheva, we'll hold it for here. That was Daf and Gimel of Masechta Yoma. I hope you enjoyed. Cheers.